0: Hey everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the six-figure Medicare agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads, Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world: insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this.
1: Yeah, that's a fun stage. You're about to re- it really hit
0: a fun stage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's almost there. Almost there. It just takes a second.
1: I see up in the top left, this is you now streaming live on Facebook. But...
0: All right, it looks like we are live. Me. Okay. What's up everybody? Um welcome to Taco Tuesday. Uh Glenn Shelton cannot join us today as I'm sure many of you know, um his wife recently had I a baby. And um so Glenn Glenn is just, you know, wiped out a little bit I think. Um and And that's okay, because we have someone to fill his shoes today, and he's almost got an equally great beard, and that is um, Scotty James O'Brien, one of my favorite people ever. Um, Scotty, thank you for being here with me. No, thanks
1: for having me, and and most importantly, thank you for the beard comment. This is a a labor of love, actually, so it's about (laughs) as, as good as it gets, really.
0: So I just I I don't know about you like you 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 can clearly grow a beard and it you know grows in and it's like not patchy and it's well defined. If I try to grow a beard, it's just an absolute catastrophe. It's like one of those gross beards with like fries in it and stuff, and like it just doesn't work for me.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things. You, it either works or it doesn't. I, uh, I've got three brothers. Family of five that I come from. One sister, three brothers, and I'm the only one that has a full facial i don't know where it came from but they all try but i also uh have the chubby face thing going on so the beard (laughs) makes it look less chubby so that's (laughs) my saving grace
0: hey well it works it works and that's 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 all that matters um so scotty what tacos do you have today
1: so i have it's actually a homemade taco it's not a tony merwin style shout out tony if you're going to be listening or listening Uh, so it's basically just a regular, uh, homemade taco. Okay. Um, just doing one in slider meat. A lot of people don't know, or some people might know we've got some property where we have animals. It's actually homegrown meat. It's longhorn because it's low cholesterol, no fat. So,
0: um,
1: so a little bit of a homemade one, but it's got the, the Texas flair to it. It was, you know, fried and grilled and seasoned and spiced the way it should be. What do you got?
0: It sounds good. It sounds good. Um, so mine's not as, you know, homegrown or anything, but it did come from around the corner in our, uh, from our office. So um, hey. if, you, if you consider that homegrown. So last week, um, our, I, my assistant ran to, to Cafe Rio and it was just so damn good that we went again. Mm. It was so delicious. So I've got shredded chicken taco. That you
1: know, looks, looks wonderful. We, uh, Great. We're about 30 minutes from the closest outside food source from our house living in the country. So it's either got to be homegrown. I do, when we lived in Fort Worth, um, there was this taco stands everywhere. You know, Velvet Taco was my favorite going to. So if you're ever in the Fort Worth area, which, I mean, uh, if you come this fall or anybody else does, get out of Dallas, come over to Fort Worth and get the taco stands.
0: You know what I really think we should do? Because um, I'm, of course, planning on coming to 8%. I think we should try to do a podcast from the ranch, like on video, live, everything like that. I think it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I'll actually, i arrange the porch, get your table set up. I might have a microphone somewhere. Or we just do it from the razor. Go out just out in the, out in the middle of nowhere.
0: That'd be awesome, too. I'd that yeah. I'd be totally down for that. Um, yeah. So, Scotty, one thing I wanted to to ask you, um, I know we were, I know we had a couple of things we were wanting to kind of touch on and talk about, but let's talk about AEP for a second. Like it's it's a, okay. it's rapidly approaching, right? We're about, you know, depending on if, if depending on if in your eyes it starts October first or October fifteenth, depending on who's watching. Um, mm-hmm. We're about a month and a half away to two months away what should agents be doing right now like what are you guys telling your agents to be doing in terms of getting prepared and getting ready
1: well right now is the last minute push for uh if you've got a contract that you're trying to get wrapped up i mean obviously you know senior security we've got a couple different sides we've got our, our direct consumer side and we have our brokerage side so on the brokerage side right now is you know, August and September is our busy season of get contracts wrapped up, get trainings done, because our goal is whenever your are selling starts, you know, AEP that you are ready to go. You've got your portal set up, you've got your writing numbers, you, you know, if you want paper supplies, which you shouldn't need this year, but if you want them, you've got them. So that, that's kind of what it looks like for us, because right now is is if you're on the recruiting and contracting side, now is, is your busy season on that, doing the trainings, um, I had Well, supposed to have three of them today. I two of them today. One of them scheduled for tomorrow, and and so there's a lot of times it's just training right now. And then, of course, on the direct consumer side, we kind of got that the flip side of that where we're trying to get set up of what do we have? Are we ready? Are we prepared? Are agents in house? Are we ready to roll as soon as that goes? We've got, you know, the agents that do the Medicare supplements, but a lot of them are under 65, so just trying to get them on ancillary products, cross sells. What can you do to fit into that space and what are the different scenarios you're going to run into? So that's, what, that's what it looks like for us right now. A lot of it is just like what we're doing. I had a Zoom earlier today, and then we had a couple three-way calls of just trying to, hey, what can we do for you? What can we get going? What can we get the speed on? So yeah. that's that's what I say right now. If you're an agent, regardless of where you're at, if you've got a contract that you're trying to get wrapped up, you know, hound your up line get it wrapped up if you've got a downline agent you're trying to get a contract now's the time to do it because as a lot of you guys are probably experiencing contracting is going slow on a lot of people right now just because i mean there's a couple of major carriers who are just slammed with business right now so a lot of their manpower is going to a new business if contracting is just kind of a slow thing and um, if you're trying to get your certifications done you know that's going to add an extra step in the process so if you've got any loose ends definitely use August, September, get them all tied up. Um, that, that's the ma- major
0: push right now. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's so interesting too. Cause like, you know, I've been um, last couple of weeks um, I've had some conversations with, you know, my main point of contact with our FMO and um, our main, our main FMO. And um, you know, he was telling me, he's like, this is our AEP, you know, he's like, this is our AEP right now. He's like getting mm-hmm. all these contracts done, doing the carrier you know, rollout and product rollouts and everything like that. And, um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because, you know, they're trying to get all the agents ready so that the agents can go through their busy season, you know, and mm. without much, you know, hiccup and everything like, like that. Um,
1: I love it though. Honestly, I do because it, it, I, I am not a person that gets stressed out very easily. Um, but I also kind of like having a full to-do list just because it keeps me on task. Um. I also like, I mean, I talked to people in like four or five different states today, three different time zones. I mean, you get such a vibe for what somebody on one side of the country is doing versus somebody in South Texas or Ohio or whatever you're doing. And you kind of get a good feedback of, you know, what can we do? And and it kind of helps, like I said, uh, where we're at, where we, we have agents in-house that are writing, so we can kind of get tidbits and, and pick up little pointers of our own. You know, nobody knows everything. So you kind of pick up things throughout the year of, Hey, maybe we should try this out or maybe somebody phrased something this way. Maybe we should try asking the question like that. So I I like it. It, This is probably my favorite time of year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, um, I know for us one thing that I'm, and, and like, and everyone's watching is going to call me a total baby about this. And I'm sure you will too, (laughs) but I'm just like, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm still like trying to figure out how I'm going to step away for like four or five days or something for 8% nation right at the end of September. Cause like, I'm just, I see everything piling up in terms of like what we got going on in September. And I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. You know, I'm like, how am I going to do this?
1: You know what I think is going to be happening. There's going to be charging stations set up all over the deal. And you're going to see a lot of dudes in their downtime on laptops. And you think of any break that you were going to have the, they kind of shoot the shit or hang out with somebody. It's going to be, well, let me get on my laptop. Let me check on something real quick. There's, there's a lot of people you'll see a lot of the, this going on on you know, their downtime or on a laptop trying to get something out because, um, it is, I imagine there'll be a lot of people. You might make dinner plans delayed 30 minutes because somebody's going to go check some emails wife and them out real quick. I think that's what we're going to see. But I, I'm still excited to see everybody together.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm really excited about it. I mean, um, I mean, I, I don't think Glenn's coming because he has a new baby, but I, I've been telling oh, him I'm that glad. he needs to, he needs to, you know, like, I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, bring the baby, start the education early.
1: Yeah, you Two really months old. It's the best Listen, I, it's, this might tell a lot of people what a terrible person I am, but I just, I think it's <laughs> how fun I am really. I took an eight day old to a Rose party. Uh, my wife luckily is still with me because of it, but so I mean if we could if we can go out to that, I think you come to 8% Nation with a month and a half year old or how, how old it's gonna
0: be. Yeah, I mean, there you go. There you go. Um so I I have I have a question I've been meaning to kind of ask you. Um you've obviously been somebody that's been around a ton of really awesome people in the industry. You've been around like some of probably the most talented, you know, salespeople, you know, insurance minds and things like that if you had to pick one person that you've been around that is like if you had to call them like the dundada, you know or like the the best the best insurance mind you've been around who would that be if you had to pinpoint one person
1: oh gosh yeah
0: without hurting anybody's feelings or stepping on anybody's toes or anything but like if i mean mention a few people maybe
1: well so to start off you guys are all winners to me oh let's let's start that no um, (laughs) i mean uh, it'll go out saying i mean it I mean it's obvious I am extremely lucky where I sit I'm about 20 feet from both Galen Hendricks and Taylor Martin um, and of course Sean. Uh, Sean Hendricks is my immediate supervisor. You know between the three of them in office I'm really lucky to have them on it. Um, when we start looking at it outside of the office um, people that we're really good friends with um, you know personally on a person Justin Tempest Brock or you know a, I, I really enjoy being around them as people, you know, not even just watching him on Medicare Gurus, seeing him, him grow a Facebook group, you know, of all things um, into kind of the trending thing it is and being able to see stuff and, um, you know, through this whole COVID deal, I was thinking about this the other day, this, this COVID was actually kind of a, a blessing in disguise because I actually got to connect with a lot of people that I've only talked on the phone with uh, before. I've never had face-to-face with a lot of people um, you know, trying to see people that are kind of not even, you would call them competitors, but people that I kind of respect, You start looking at what they're doing. Um, we're lucky enough. We have an, a, an event usually for the colonial golf tournament in Fort Worth. We'll have um, a lot of agencies and agents come in and you start realizing how they're just kind of fun people. Um, Medicare Bob is there, you know, you got Jagger coming from Florida will be coming out. Um, Daniel Roberts and David Kunkel, um, they're right in our backyard. Uh, they were at our Christmas party. You know, so there, there's people like that, and, and not just to be dropping names, but being around them, they're all just genuinely nice people, uh, not super intimidating, but you'd be able to kind of get insights about what they're doing and how they're doing things, and I think they really do a good job of being the top of their field, but also just genuine people that you can see that what they're trying works, but they're also just people that are just trying to do the right thing. So that, yeah. that's a that's a short list on it, you know. We could we could drop names all day long, but you know, just thinking off the top of my head, those are some names there that I, I see a couple times a year, either at some of our events. Um, but those are people that, luckily, you know, day to day, you could have conversations. Somebody in our office is talking to one of those guys at some point where you could pick up a tidbit. You know, Galen and Danielle are super great friends, and there's some things we're trying to get more media focused. I think she's going kind to of touch base on Danielle because I mean you're not following boomer benefits a blog you're, you're not in medicare right um so stuff like that
0: yeah for sure i mean i i can definitely you know some i can definitely relate to that because i'd say this year alone you know the people that i've gotten to know you know like even you know yourself um tony uh tony merwin you know even glenn you know i didn't really know glenn before this year you know yeah um,
1: I actually had, it was about a 30-minute phone call with Amanda Bruton the other day. And there was some of it was business and kind of going on. A lot of it was just kind of, hey, what are you doing today or what's going on? And it was like, I've got this that's been thrown in my lap today. And she was like, you speak in my language because that was thrown in my lap yesterday. You know, kind of, there's a lot of people and, um, and connecting with Tony on the happy hours. Um, I only missed one or two of those, I think. You know, stuff like that, that was a lot of fun. That's why I said the COVID was actually probably one of the, the highlights for me was connecting with people because there's a lot of people that either are either just Facebook friends or you just talk on the phone. You know, Zoom was a great way in Facebook to be able to actually, you know, interact with somebody and, and go that route. So it's been a really, really kind of a cool year. That's a positive I'm taking out of it anyways.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember like during the pandemic and like the heart of it, you know, um, I did a hour and a half long podcast with, with, uh, with, with Robert Baish you know, with Medicare Bob, and um, that was my first time ever talking to him, and it was an it was an aw- awesome experience. You know, and um, we've been able to keep in touch a little bit since then. You know, and it's been it's been awesome. You know, it's been and and you know, I know even before the lockdown happened, Galen was here in Utah, and we got to meet in person, which was awesome. Um, you know, so I, I take a lot of positive out of that. You know, I think that the, for me anyway, the amount of stuff I've learned this year from all of you guys has been huge in terms of like what we've been able to kind of plug into our business to kind of make what we're doing better. And um, I mean, I, I think, you know, all these Facebook book groups you see popping around, you know, popping up and stuff like even mine to a certain extent, you know, like I wouldn't have had the idea to do that if I hadn't found Justin's group first.
1: Right. And it's, it's good feedback. Um, looking over at this, you know, Mike dropped the comment being around like-minded people is the key. I really think that's true. Um, because in every area of your life, um, what what's the saying that the five people that you spend the most time with you become? Um, yeah. And I really do think that's true and and I look at that in friend groups. Um, I look at you know a hobby, we we do showkys and one of our biggest shows was this last weekend we were at and um, the the joke in the in the make ready area was if, if, you know if you're not talking to the winners, you're talking about the winners. and that, and I think that kind of stuck of you're either talking to people, vibing, being with them, because there's so much negativity in the world, and you really need people to either elevate you, lift you up, or you need to be elevating people. And I think once we start doing that, and I think coronavirus presented that, where we can all just kind of just be there for each other. Because, I mean, it sucked being home. I mean, I've been... Uh, March, I was home for two months. I was back in the office for about 30 days, and now it's been two months since I've been in the office. And now i was just talking to Sean, and we're ready to get back to the office next week, because we just kind of miss having that camaraderie with coworkers and being in there. So I think being able to connect with agents that are saying, Hey, this is down and dirty for me, or this is what's going wrong. Cause there's a lot of agents um, on one of the trainings I was on earlier today. Uh, the principal, the first thing he said, you know, our rock stars right now are rock stars Our mid-level agents. He goes, they're okay. He goes, our bottom tier agents just found another excuse. And, and I think that's kind of what a lot of people we've seen there's a lot of people moving and shaking connecting and, and thinking of ways of being like, okay, I've got to get good phone sales. I've got to get good at the computer. I need to, I need to stop operating off my cheap laptop and go get something that, that runs. I need to get good internet. Or you were somebody that looked at your, your, your mediocre laptop and your terrible internet and said, you know, I don't want to do yes. apps. I don't want to do phone sales. And it was easy to get beat down. So it was really good to kind of get that community built up and, and get on that. Even on the recruiting and brokerage side, uh, you know, on the happy hour, you know, Tony dropped a lot of nuggets. Just uh, You've got to train agents in, you know, and we talked about it last week and he was on his, you know, off the wall comments. of He says things like it is the agents that we all want to say every day, you know, you know, buck up, you know, you need to do it. Because I think that that's, <laughs> and he the, was that's right. the downside of it. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to buck up. You could say, oh man, things suck right now. Or you'd be like, you know what? There's a huge opportunity. 11,000 people turned 65 today. I'm, I'm going to jump up and get at it. So I think that's what I've enjoyed the most of being around it, which is being around
0: people that are, they're elevating people. Yeah. I mean, I know, um, not past taco Tuesday, but the taco Tuesday before that, I, um, we, I talked to, um, with Joanna, we talked a lot about that, you know, whole conversation with Tony. I don't think he liked it too much, but, but he was right. He was right. Like I didn't disagree with anything that he said. Um, you know, um, he, he, he's very straightforward about those things, you know, and sometimes, sometimes that's how you have to be. I think, I think a lot of times, and this is something that I'm struggling with. I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, you know, we've brought on way we've brought on more agents this year than we've ever brought on before. And I think that's just been a, a, a more of a need, if you will, for people just to kind of have some guidance with everything that's going on. Um mm-hmm. so we've we've seen more people wanting to work with us. And so, um, but I, I think, you know, something that I could probably take from Tony that I could maybe do better at, it would be like, not sugarcoating stuff as much, you know, for fear mm-hmm. of like upsetting that person, because, you know, sometimes I'll be training somebody, and I'll see they're doing something a certain way. And sometimes I need a little Tony Merwin in me, you know, be like, buck up, you know, um, Yeah. It's good for them.
1: I think so. Um, I've not been involved in this space for the way, as long as a lot of, this is going to be my seventh year um, with senior security. And I only started doing marketing four or five years ago. And so it took a long time for me to get that. Um, the courage just to be blunt with an agent or even be blunt with a customer. You know, we, we have one agent, um, she was in our office, you could hear, her, she had a very booming voice. And sometimes she would just get really blunt, either with the client and say, you know, these are your options, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, her customer service was on par, but she even wasn't afraid to just be blunt with the, eight, or with the client and just be able to say, you know, here, here's what we're offering or here's the policy we're sold that, you know, we, we've got the recordings, here's what you said. And and I think you take that to extreme, but I think you need to be able to be like that, you know, going back to a taco for life, you need to have a little bit of seasoning. You need to have a little spice and kick to it.
0: Woo, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, it's good.
0: Let's 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 talk about um a little bit of cross selling. So what do you think are the 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 top priority products that agents should be focused on cross selling right now? I mean cuz cuz I'm sure you agree in my opinion I don't think every product is on the same par in terms of like how important they are. What do you think are the right. most important products agents should be focused on right now?
1: Man, I'll tell you, I mean there's the obvious two, you know, It's dental and cancer, and and I'll tell you why I think that, because uh, number one statistics, we see the numbers. That's what gets added on the most. Uh, You've got hospital indemnity plans. Um, There's some arguments for and against those, but if you really want to see what agents are pushing, and and you know this as well as I do, go to Six Figure Medicare group right now and post what's the best cancer plan or what's the best dental plan. And you'll get a ton of traction because you're not going to post what's the best hospital indemnity plan and you're not going to get 30 comments. And so agents are paying attention to dental and cancer for good reason, um, because the exposure that clients have on that, you know, dental to a lesser degree, but the cancer exposure is is greater than people think. And cancer is more common than people think. Um, With dental plans, you know, keep referencing my day, but. One of the questions we posed to the agent today when we we're talking to you, I said, well do you have a dental plan you know i'm not even asking you what dental plan you have but do you have a dental plan on your family well yeah i've got a dental plan in my family okay why you recognize the need for your family to have dental insurance you're not recognize that need for your client and and he just like well yeah i guess that's true um and so there's the common two um, they're also easier to learn. there's not as many moving parts of those two plans, so it's a lot of times your newer agents I think will pick up on them a lot quicker and get more comfortable asking those and kind of getting your Tony Merwin style, those are two plans that you've really got to get the courage to ask the question. Sorry, my kids are fighting outside my door right now, but um you you've got to be able to get the courage to ask those questions because again. I'm kind of a nerd statistics and numbers and numbers don't lie. People are buying those plans. People are, are getting them for a reason. So statistically, if you're not selling that client, that plan somebody else is going to, and in the age that, you know, we've been doing phone sales for years now. Um, so it's not new to a lot of people, but those of you that are new to phone sales, if you get off that phone with a client, with just one product, you know, you're not the only person calling them. And, and I've seen agents do this. will say, okay, you know, I, I was calling you an Edna sub, but you've already got that. Did the last agent talk to you about your dental? Did the last agent talk to you about cancer? And I know agents are doing that because that's how I train agents to do. Yesterday, there was a guy that he was trying to get an Aetna Up. he's out of Florida, and he goes, the client's already got it, what do I do? I said, well, what else did you sell the client? You know, obviously that client's not bound to that agent that sold them that policy because the client just bought it a few months ago. I was like, sell them a cancer plan, Number one, he needs it. Number two, at least you're getting paid. You know, make make use of your time, get paid on something. And now you have a reason to stay in touch with that client because he's now a client of yours, might not be a mix-up, But, you know, as Medicare supplements do, you know, the the rates shift and change. You know, we've got, you know, Aetna's kind of the hot girl in the room now. You don't know who's gonna come to the prom next year. so whenever that that rate changes or something happens, you now have a rapport with that client to say, Hey, Miss Jones, you know, I'm just calling you quarterly, checking up. I noticed, you know, last time we talked, you had XYZ company at this rate. I noticed now we can save you money, and that's how you save that sale. Um, because if you call and they say, Well, I already have it, click and hang up. Number one, you didn't get a client. Number two, you wasted your time. You know, that's that's a lead cost that went out the window because you didn't follow up. So. Those are two that we push really hard. And those are the reasons why, just because, I mean, you've got to make use of your time. You got to make up for your lead costs um, because after all you're an insurance agent for a business. So you've got to be able to make sure you take care of the stuff. while taking care of the client.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's huge. I mean, um, I remember, I remember during the heart of the pandemic when we had shut our office down for about three weeks or so, three, four weeks. I don't even remember how long it was, but we were all working from home and working remotely. Um, and I had had, I had the focus. I had, I really had the focus at that, at that time. I was like, I'm going to buckle down and double down on my sales. And I'm just going to basically, you know, hundred percent over the phone. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I'm still producing. I'm not going to let anything happen to my production as an agent myself, you know, at that time. And so I I remember I spent, I spent, you know, couple thousand dollars on leads, you know, and for, for the week of sales or something at that time. And um, I had a bunch of people pop up in my pipeline that I I couldn't write them for one reason or another, you know, like they were, you know, on a Medicare Advantage plan without an SEP. There wasn't a COVID SEP back then. Um, or, you know, something along the lines or where they were on the best plan for them or whatever the case might be. And I was seeing a lot of other agents in the threads and the groups basically, you know, having the same experiences, but the difference that I was having is I was trying to sell them ancillary products. If I found out that for some reason or another, I couldn't, I couldn't roll their sub. I couldn't write them on an MA, whatever the case would be. I, I was trying to sell them a dental plan. I was trying to sell them a cancer plan. I was trying to sell them something and I was walking away from it, not empty handed. And I was filling a need for those people. Um, yeah. Like there was one day I put a post up. I think I sold like, I sold like six dental plans in a day because I just kept getting dud after dud after dud on the lead side of things. But I still walked out of the, you know, that day with, you know, six dental plans. And I think I sold a cancer plan or something like that on top of it. And so um, I think that's really important that, you know, if agents run into people, they can't sell, try to sell what you can sell, you know? Um, yeah.
1: And I, and I think those are the reason I think those are solid, um, Glen asked final expense Final expense is a good one to have on it. Um, Final expense doesn't apply to everybody, and this is my two cents, and and somebody out there will probably say I'm wrong, or somebody will say I'm right. Everybody does things differently. Uh, The thing about dental and cancer, it applies to everybody. It doesn't care your income. It doesn't care what kind of plan you have or anything like that. If you're pushing Medicare supplements, again, this is my insight. There's a lot more people out there that know more than me. A lot of times, your Medicare supplement people, they might have life insurance in place or they might have something where a final expenses in a need or they might even have the money in the bank so a lot of times you're going to run about 50 50 Either the client's got the money set aside for a funeral or they don't um, I'll tell you nobody's got money set aside for cancer nobody's you know and dental to a lesser degree because like I said it, if you've got money in the bank you more than likely can afford some dental stuff but you just don't want to have to pay for it you know so dental and cancer R2 that applies, I think, to a broad audience. You can paint with a broad stroke. You can ask them about those two products to just about anybody and, and, and get the need for it if you need it. Um, some of the other ones, like I said, final expense is a good one to have. and a lot of agents sell it and are successful with it. It's not a huge market that push. Uh, hospital indemnity is another one. And again, that's gonna I think that's going to be based on the client you're talking to you know, for the hospital indemnity plan. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, you could run into a lot of duds. At the end of the day, ask them about dental. I mean, if anything else, ask them about dental because that, that's a language they speak. That's a language they know. Most of us have teeth and most of us can tell you when we need to go to the dentist. Um, and and if it, you're turning 65, they're losing their group coverage. They're losing their dental. You know, that's, you know, things that are in their mind, they're thinking about those things. And so you're able to say, okay, you know, how do you do it?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, so I, I've I have a fun question for you. So when we did that Manhattan live video um, a couple months back, yeah, um, and I remember I remember through the video, you know, you're going through the, you're going through the video, and I was rewatching it the other day, um, and you know, just you know, trying to refresh my memory on the video, and 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 you were going through things, you're like, well, I have this policy on myself, I have this one on myself. Is there a certain policy you don't have on yourself that you wish you did? <laughs>
1: I'm laughing because so much about my day is relating to right now I hope you know that Um, I actually (laughs) was talking to Sean about this today because we were going about some things that you know that we might change and we talked about work stuff and then it was five o'clock and ending the call was basically a you know how you been this week haven't seen going over that and, and there there is some, I, I would have to think back and get back to it um, because I, I feel like I've got all my bases covered. I, I probably will rethink some of those bases. But yeah, I, I've got a bundle um, example I send to agents another day. An agent goes, you really have five policies on yourself? And I was like, well, yeah, I need to, <laughs> I've been done. Practice what <laughs> but, I preach. Exactly. And we can't, um, you cannot have the queen of the bundle in your office leading your team without saying, you know what, if the bundle's good enough for everybody else, maybe, you know, maybe I'll try this bundle thing out. And in my family, we've done it for three years and we don't have traditional insurance. We're very lucky that um, we we had some of the insight we do. And actually last week, uh, my daughter, she got a piece of sand in her eye and went to the doctor and had to get it flushed out and stuff. And you know, walking out, and the only thing I don't like about it was like, all right, now I have three claims I need to file, and it was like, let's get the claims, (laughs) let's file this claim for all of them, but if I'm going to have five policies, I'm going to file a claim as much as I can, so that that would require some thought, because I don't know what policy I would need right now that I don't have, Um, because uh, the way my mind works, for me to truly understand a product is almost to have it on myself, and 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 I like being able to tell an agent or a client of, I know what the claims process looks like because I go through the claims process right now. You know, I know what the application looks like because I went through the application and I know both on your side and your client's side, what to expect and to go through. And, and, and I like being able to say that confidently, um, you know, obviously I can't do that on a Medicare supplement, but um, the, the one that I will, you know, God willing, it's still around when I turn that, that, age is an msa i will get myself on an msa as opposed to a a it because i i miss the hsa um i used to have one and and that's one plan i wish i had Um, if i had an affordable hsa that made sense i would probably drop a few of the plans i have but yeah the msa would be the plan that i'm going to take when i when i'm when i'm able to if it's around
0: yeah so for me so i have dental vision, hearing on myself. I have a cancer plan on myself. Um, and I think, you know, if, if I was thinking of one thing that I wish I had that I didn't have is, um, that, that Manhattan under 65 and indemnity product, I can't even remember the name of it. It's escaping me. I'm having a brain freeze right now.
1: The out of pocket or the affordable choice,
0: the affordable choice, the affordable choice. So like, I, I, I just haven't, for some reason pulled the trigger on it, but I was looking at it the other day and uh, like last week or something. And I was looking at it, you know, doing the numbers. And I was like, cause I have a short term medical plan on myself right now. It's either that or ACA, which I don't want ACA because it's and really How expensive. often, do
1: you, re- how often do you renew your short term?
0: So I just did it for the first time this year. This was the first okay. time I did it. So before that I had MediShare, I think, which okay. scared the hell out of me. The short term medical scares me a little bit too, but um not as much they all
1: have they all have gaps and they all have I have have what they're not going to cover um so I think you're gonna run that to everything but anyhow, yeah. go on
0: but I but I, I don't know I was thinking about picking it up like you know to beef what I had up a little bit you know but I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet but like I I don't know it's just it's interesting to me because I feel like I see the people that you know are really good in the business and it's because they believe in what they're pitching and I know they believe in what they're pitching because they have it on themselves. You know, they're like, usually the insurance agent should be the most heavily insured people, you know, cause they, right. they know firsthand what happens if you don't.
1: Well, you're not going to go to a, a car dealership and have a guy tell you this is the best truck out there. And then he pulls off in a Nissan car or something like that. Okay. Right. If you're going to tell me this is the best truck out there, you know, you know, explain to me why you would have it or why you do have it. Or with, tell me the ins and outs. And it's the same thing. You, you can take the insurance and product and just put another name on it. Anything you're going to go do, if somebody's going to sell you something or tell you it's the best thing ever, I, I would always look into their life and say, okay, if this is not in their life, why is it not in your life? And, and they could either explain to you, this is why I don't have it, this is why I don't do it. or And, and you can kind of see what the real is thing on it. But yeah, I you know, the, the short-term versus affordable choice, or even pounding them together if you wanted to, um, I, I would just look at the ease of the affordable choice, you know, you're paying the premium, it's there for as long as you're paying the premium, you've got it, and the hospitalization, and and a lot of times, it, I'll, this is my soapbox, and you tell me to get off if you want, but I, over and over again, can tell you stuff that my family has had on those plans, and and I know that the, you've got some things those plans don't cover, you know, but if you want Obamacare service, you have to pay Obamacare pricing. You know, if you, right. want your, yeah. if you want a free doctor visit, if you want a free this and that, if you want all that, um, you better hope that you have a subsidy. You better hope that you have group insurance because we run into that a lot too on Affordable Choice or Short Term or MediShare. You know, if somebody's got a great group insurance through their work or plan, by all means, that makes the most sense for them. You, I would never tell somebody to drop your whatever your work is offering unless it's just uh, this terrible plan uh, if, if your work's giving you good insurance keep that that's the best option for you and and so on all those plans regardless of what they are you've got to look at the client and, and kind of correlate and for what i do i'll look at people that correlates with us you know our situation we were um in our upper 20s we were wanting to say up to build a house you know we're wanting to buy some property we were wanting to pay off some debt we were wanting to basically have more income also we were relatively healthy you know we would have the er visits and we'd have doctor visits and stuff like that but at that time when I mean, we were paying $1,500 a month almost for this this plan with the $3,500 deductible and right like, I'm paying 20 grand before it's even any good to me and so then you started putting numbers and cents so at that period in my life, and we switched to the bundle, that made sense and it fit my life for that. Um, and I think that's when you talk to your clients, you have those conversations and see how it's gonna fit and apply to their lives. And then going back to the topic of cross-selling, you find out what's lacking that's not covered in their life on that. Uh, okay, so I sold you a $200 Affordable Choice plan. It's a good plan for $200. You know, Keep in mind, you know, it might not cover what XYZ does, but XYZ is gonna cost you 800. You know? So for $200, I covered you on this. You know, for another forty dollars, I can put an out of pocket with it. You know what? An accident plan with standard costs you a hundred dollars. You know, and so you put that. So now I've got five hundred dollars, whatever your premium buildup is. The math on that, I'm still saving you money. And let's not forget your deductible is money you're going to be spending. So I save you that. So your annual premium minus your deductible, you're saving a lot of money if you're able to do that. And bundling, across selling If you're not learning how to ask questions and even if you're not selling to under 65, we take a step in the Medicare um, realm for a second. It, you, there's not a golden egg plan out there. This is going to absolutely be the absolute best thing out there. You're still going to have lack, lacking in coverage, you know, cancer. Right. You, you explain to your client if you get cancer, a, you might be on a, a Plan F, you know, or whatever Medicare Advantage plan, or you might be on an MSA plan, whatever that plan is. Let me tell you how, if you get cancer, how you're still exposed. Let me tell you, if you need to go get a crown or something done, you're still exposed. You know, it doesn't matter what I sell you. You're still going to be exposed. And and being able to know the faults in your plan, you know, you can't be a salesman and say, this is the best plan out there and just preach all the good things. You need to know the faults of what you're selling, because that's where cross selling comes in and you start learning what products supplement what you're doing, because then your client is a little bit more secure that you have all of his bases covered. You don't have just, okay, I've got his doctor visits covered. Cool. Thank God he can get his two doctor visits a year and get out of here. That's covered. Okay, <laughs> bam, he got diagnosed with cancer. What happens? He's got no life savings, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and so you've got to know what's wrong with the plans that you're selling. And that's not saying that they're terrible plans, but every plan has something wrong with it. And you need to know what it right. is so you can know how to fill that gap.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, good and bad. You know, like I, mm. I always tell, I always tell my agents is like, you need to, you need to take yourself out of your salesman's shoes a little bit. And just tell people, you know, just look them in the eyes and be like, listen, you know, there's going to be good and bad to anything I can I can do for you and anything you can possibly get. It's just we got to find out what's got the least bad for you, you know, what's got right. the most good for you. Um, and I think I think if more agents just talk to clients with that approach, I think I think, you know, I'm, first of all, they wouldn't really need to push hard as much. You know, I think more clients would want to yeah. work with them um your,
1: your car insurance guy does that he finds out what car insurance is going to be the best for you and, and yeah. he can it's not just liability or full coverage there's different levels of full coverage you can get and the same thing on your house so you know here's the different layers and here's what happens if somebody's not insured or you know whatever levels you know at least my agent does it i've got a great pnc agent i love love them to death we had them for 10 years straight because of that uh, they are saying all right you know number one what's your budget number two what do you want covered what do you want to do that the same thing with the lady that handled our life insurance and investments, we have an annual meeting a year with her and say, okay, what do you want life to look like in case this happens or what happens here? And then she steps you through, and she goes, okay, for what your life is or what you're wanting to do, this is how you should do it. So if those two professionals are doing it, then your Medicare agent should be that. they like, okay, so here's what we're wanting to do. And really... It's it's just kind of just figuring out what's best for your client at the end of the day and, and finding out what works for them. And, and as long as you've explained to them what the, the lack of coverage is or what happens, because what happens if you sell them a plan and you've only sold them on the good things, say if you put them on a, a short term or a, a choice or a meta share, and then they go in on a pre existing condition or something happens, well, that client didn't know that that was going to happen and you didn't explain the plan to them, right? The phone call could go one of two ways. They're not going to know they're going to call you mad and they're going to cancel the plan. You're going to lose the client. He's going to bad math you around town and that's what's going to happen. Uh, number two, the client says, Hey, this happened. You know, uh, I understand, you know, wh- where are we at? What can we do? Well, remember I sold you that accident plan. You know, that that's there. Remember I sold you XYZ plan. This is another plan that we've got it because you cross all the bundle on there. You've given them multiple options. The the conversation with clients is always a lot better as long as you told them the ins and the outs and the goods and the bads of where they're exposed. Um, because at that point, when you when you show them exposure, you let that exposure be their choice um, and you can sleep good at night because you know that, hey, they, they left that uncovered because it, it probably wasn't important to them. That's okay, but that was still their choice. They weren't left uncovered because you were afraid. You didn't wanna be a pushy salesman and ask, say, okay, now we got this taken care of. Here's two more things I want to talk to you about. And then our meeting's done. Just give me 10 more minutes. You didn't want to ask for 10 more minutes of talk time. You were afraid of the client hanging up on you or you were afraid of them thinking you were too pushy. Right. Um, that, that's where you got to sleep at night.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, bringing things up is 99% per, probably percent of the difficulty for most agents, I feel. You know, like... Yeah. It's just... You know, you know what my favorite analogy
1: is? And I, I think I've shared it maybe in your group a couple of times. Do you know that we are conditioned to be cross sold in, in American society? And, and we don't even know it. So yeah. the, the conditioning is, um, I love McDonald's. Some of you might be healthier than me and, and avoid that place like the plague. I, I went for about five years without McDonald's, but um, I now go back to it. Um, would, you, would you like that a large? Um, would you like that super size? Um, we're huge Amazon shoppers in my house. Oh, yeah put something in your cart and not see at the bottom of the screen. People also bought with, I mean, we're conditioned to be cross sold. I mean, people, the internet's done that to us. Um, our spending habits have done that to it. So um, when agents think that seniors or clients might be off put by you saying, oh, also, this also goes with this plan. This also complements it. If you're letting the folks down at McDonald's, I'll sell you. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's really the, the way to put it is the minimum wage guy at the drive-thru is is outselling you you know it might not be the same yeah. dollars that you're bringing home but he he's a better salesman because he's 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 ringing you up and he goes oh by the way would you like this you know can we do this for you and and you've got to do that because then you quickly find out are you a salesman or are you an enroller and, and you start finding out what you're going to be Which of those? Are you just filling out the app, doing your one application, rolling on to the next guy? Because every every other space does it. You know, insurance agents, you can like I said before, you can take insurance off it, put a different name on it, and it's just gonna be that's what it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like I, I was over the weekend I was craving a Taco Bell Taco. I don't know why. I just I wanted it. I just wanted it. So I go through the drive-through. First question they ask me, "Do you want sour cream with that for seventy-five cents more?" And I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I want sour cream."
1: (laughs) It it is. I mean, that's sales or sales or sales. Um, My in-laws run a a pretty successful RV dealership, um, and he's been a big, huge person being sales. And he said, "You know, if you can learn how to sell." if you can to be a salesman, you could lose your job tomorrow and go to a different space and still be good at it. it and it's the same thing as insurance. If, you know, heaven forbid the government falls apart and it looks like 2020 is working its way towards that. But if so- something happens and the insurance blows up overnight and we lose it We're a lot of jobs, right? If you've learned a skill that you can take somewhere else, you might not be able to take your insurance license with you wherever you go, but you can take that skill. Yeah, I mean, you've got to learn skills and you're just improving yourself as a person because you're choosing salesman as a career.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I think that, I think, I think the skill of knowing how to talk to people and knowing how to talk to people the right way and kind of control a sale, if you will, I think that's, you know, duplicatable in, I mean, I can't think of very many industries where it's not a a, a huge asset for you. Mm. Um, I think I I agree. I agree completely. I think it's, I think it's huge. Um, The other thing too, you know, I don't think a lot of people, you know, get is if you can learn how to market something, particularly on the internet and social media, you can sell anything, you know, like from that point, you know, like I could sell masks with, you know, some picture I draw on it, you know, or something like that. Like I could draw Scotty on this mask really badly. And if I market it heavily enough, someone's going to buy it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 you you could it, as long as you're good at selling, you you can sell anything, um, and that, that's just really it's a skill you got to learn. And and like I said, I know insurance has a, a personal twinge to it because you're you're taking it's people's health, right? It's their livelihood, and you're taking care of them. But at the same time, you're in it for a living for a reason, you know. At that, so you have got to be smart about it. Uh, you can find something that's going to cover that. We already lost Christian. There you go. Um, I'm here. I'm you, here. You, there, there's a variety of products that can cover that need. It's your job as a salesman to find out which product or products, you know, a combination of products covers that need. Um, that's what your job is. Your job is, um, first and foremost, that need covered, and then find out how you're going to do it that's best for the client, whether it's finding a cheaper premium or just finding that Cadillac plan that's going to, you know, might be a little bit more expensive, but it's actually going to cover a more
0: at that time when they need yep well i i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent on that i mean um well it's a it's it's about seven o'clock eastern time so we probably better close this out a little bit um but i mean i just wanted to say thanks for taking the time to come on you know i was wondering how this would go without glenn because glenn is the heart and soul of taco tuesday you know
1: i Um, I was i was looking forward to glenn but it was a good excuse and i'm happy -hmm. for him i'm glad they added a little bambino to the mix
0: for sure well i mean it was it was awesome and um you know i i think i think there's a you know you shared a lot of bombs and a lot of wisdom that i think agents can take moving forward to kind of implement it into their business and i had i had a prospect come in here today that totally bummed me out okay so they sit down at my desk with me and, you know, we're, we're shooting the shit a little bit. And um, when, after the sale and um, his birthday was like two days ago, or something like that. And I was like, Oh, happy. I'm like, happy late birthday. I'm like my birthday's in two days. So I'm like, how ironic. And he's like, Oh, how old are you turning? 40. And I was like,
1: <laughs> get out.
0: I was get like, out. get <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> but no. Um, so that, that totally bummed me out. And I was just like, like for the rest of the day. So um, I feel rejuvenated. I can finish my day now.
1: Good. I'm glad it. Well, that that was a good note to close on because we came full circle. Of you know, let's be around people that elevate us. Let's be around people that motivate us, and and we'll get a lot farther. And I'm glad you're one of my top five. If this was MySpace, you'd be my top five, anyways.
0: Hey, well, I appreciate it. You'd be in my top five too. You know, they need to bring MySpace back. I would join tomorrow.
1: Well. If you were on a, uh, what was it, the first or second happy hour, Rebecca Davis dropped some really good nuggets on her marketing on MySpace.
0: I remember, I remember.
1: Yeah, if you guys are following her grassroots marketing, ask Rebecca Davis about marketing on MySpace (laughs) and ask for that training.
0: (laughs) She should put a course out that says Rebecca Davis's MySpace marketing um, bundling course or whatever.
1: And she would be the only one. She would have that space owned. She would be the only person putting that video out. So, Rebecca, it's our challenge. I would monopoly. put your, your MySpace training.
0: Rebecca's Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scotty, thanks for taking the time. Um, everybody, thanks so much for watching um, on Taco Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, we're here. We're eating tacos. We're talking insurance. And um, thanks for being here with us today. So, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And until next week.